Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. This is the Notebook Dump Edition. Congratulations on making it through week 17 of 52 for 2023. My name is Phil Harvey, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Nicole Ferraro in New York. Hello, Nicole. Hello. We've got Kelsey Zeiser in North Carolina. Hey, Kelsey. <laughs> Hi. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to cheers you. <laughs> Checking in from Colorado, we have Jeff Baumgartner and Mike Dano. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, good morning, Phil. Hello, hello. All right. See, Kelsey, that's how it's supposed to be done. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway. I was hey. trying to be cute and be like, cheers, coffee. No, it's oh, it wasn't cute. perfectly okay. fine like I care. Um, I'm going to throw uh, it out. I have a fun fact for you. Um, I, was, I was reading this in one of Mike's stories. Did you know? Well, so a- analysts estimate that AT&T counts about 6 million DSL customers that are still being served via good old-fashioned copper lines. Um, are any of you or anyone, is there anyone you know that's still connected via DSL? You, David. <laughs> I know I know one person, uh, but they're, they're in a very rural spot. They're trying to get fiber out there, but uh, uh, yeah, they yeah. have a very slow DSL line and uh, was got a little bit of a challenge in the whole stay at home, you know, work at home sure. part of our lives. But um, yeah, so one. Yeah. My my mother-in-law, as of yeah. j- less than a year, well, about yeah. a year ago maybe, uh, moved out of an apartment building that was kind of a retiree apartment building. And she had she was still a UVerse subscriber. And, and every year she had to call and, mm. uh, you know, beg them not to change anything and don't you know whatever and they kept maintaining her uverse thing and then i i went and looked at um uh, looked it up and uh it says that uverse started like 14 years ago and it was rebranded at&t tv uh right around 2020 and she's been uh, uh but but they still are uh I, I don't know if they've pushed all the legacy customers off of of uverse so that's that's probably some some good portion of that six million uh so yeah there's there's definitely there's definitely DSL out there. Anybody else know of anybody? Yeah, my uh, my mom and my mother-in-law, I think, are both on DSL. And so they live in Socorro, New Mexico, and there's a big uh, fiber build-out project there. They've got TDS has come in and talked to the mayor, Ravi Basker, who's been the mayor for like 40 years in that city, and he <laughs> signed the deal, and they're wow. building fiber. And and uh, my mother-in-law is is signing up, and it's going to be cheaper. The, the DSL rates there are crazy crazy expensive like yeah i imagine it gets more expensive yeah. to keep it up sorry jeff go yeah ahead. it's like how it's 130 dollars per month for internet and then, and then my wow. mother-in-law is also paying for uh dish dish satellite tv so her her tv and internet bill is more than 200 dollars. wow that's crazy yeah I, crazy. i've heard of uh yeah i've heard of a, a few people that um i, I guess it's depending on where your neighborhood's located and then you know like what kind of building what the facilities are nearby, but there are more, more and more fiber projects being built out. So uh, hopefully all those DSL people will have something to switch to, or maybe AT&T will tell us what the heck it's doing and fixed wireless access. And we can uh, find out a little bit more. Um, anyway, uh, that's the edge of the network. 
Nicole, what's happening in the middle mile? Very, very nice segue. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm so impressed with you. Sometimes uh, I can so, be professional. Just yeah, once this a was, year. This was impressive. Yeah, you're, you're one time. Congrats. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The middle mile program. <laughs> so the federal government, they passed this thing called the middle mile program. It's uh, got a billion dollars in it. It was in the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, along with 60 as part of $65 billion in broadband funding. Uh, the middle mile program opened for applications uh, sometime last year. It got about five and a half billion dollars worth of requests for a one billion dollar program. Um, and people have been waiting to find out when these grants are going to start rolling out. And we got some insight into that. That this week on Wednesday, there was a Senate appropriations hearing uh, where Senator Joe Manchin asked Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo about the Middle Mile program, and she said that they are working very hard to get the Middle Mile funding out by the end of June. Uh, so I followed up with NTIA about that, and they said that means that they're intending to start distributing. Um, the uh, they're targeting spring 2023 to announce the middle mile grants. So I believe that'll mean they'll start rolling out on a rolling basis between spring and the end of June. And that'll basically time perfectly with the NTIA having to announce bead allocations on June 30th. So uh, spare a prayer for the NTIA in, in May and June, quite frankly, is, is the point of this story. Yeah, they are... Uh... Very busy right now. A lot of deadlines yep. bearing down on them. And uh, uh, well, we wish them all the best. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they select $1 billion worth of awards from $5.5 billion worth of requests. Um, yeah. A lot of people in the industry want to see more legislation that funds more middle mile build outs. Yeah. I imagine there's also going to be some probably legal challenges that, that, uh, uh, it's just the minute something's announced, it seems like something's legally challenged. So that'll be interesting. Indeed. Um, let's see. Kelsey, uh, you covered Juniper earnings this week. Uh, what uh, what the heck are they up to? Yeah. So they got about $1.4 billion in revenue for Q1. Good job, Juniper. Um, that's up about 17% year over year. Um, but what was kind of interesting from um, their earnings was that they're still trying to work through a backlog of orders and they're also experiencing um, kind of a slowdown in orders uh, right now in some of their uh, verticals, um, which, you know, the analysts at Raymond James said made sense because, um, you know, a year ago uh, in Q1, uh, people were placing a lot of orders in anticipation of there being, um, you know, a backlog. And uh, so now they're slowing down as they're waiting for those orders to be fulfilled. Um, but they also mentioned that the supply chain, some of those challenges are clearing up. So I think they're just working through some ongoing reverberations of the pandemic. But yeah, it's kind of a hurry up and wait thing. Uh, everybody ordered anticipating a shortfall then the shortfall came now the shortfalls easing up but all of those orders have been sitting in warehouses and whatever um yeah. that's uh, mike uh, wrote a story about that also this this week so it, it the two kind of uh you know help explain some of the earnings uncertainty that's going on right now it's not just that the economy is slowing down it's that people who can spend don't really know when to spend Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think, like you said, it's pretty across the board. A lot of companies are um, dealing, you know, it's not just Juniper dealing with um, recovering from the supply chain 
and you know now we've got superinflation um and working through those backlogs so there's there's a lot going on yes indeed um speaking of earnings we had uh, cable and uh and now i guess more more than ever uh wireless earnings uh, uh underway this week uh jeff uh, what what happened with uh, comcast yeah right yeah earnings season continues um every morning it feels like <laughs> right for the next uh, <laughs> week or so uh yeah we're kind of getting into the uh, the cable part of our program, um, and I think with Comcast, uh, there were no major surprises or anything. I mean, maybe a small one. Uh, they added like 3,000 broadband subscribers rather than going negative. Uh, analysts thought they were going to lose around 27,000. So, uh, so a small gain. I mean, wow. it's more like 3,000. It's like treading water, I guess, but... I suppose it does show some stability against uh, some of the recent gains from fixed wireless and uh, fiber competition. And uh, I looked right before we jumped on and their stock, Comcast stock was up 8% this morning. So Thursday, so even a small gain is uh, encouraging or an encouraging sign for investors. Um, now the uh, Dave Watson, the um, CEO of the president, uh, the Cable unit. Uh, so they saw a slight uptick from a new promotion that targets uh, fixed wireless. It's like $25 per month for 200 megabit broadband service with a 24 month uh, promotional price for that. Uh, but also feels like the, or they said, I mean, the small gain in Q1 is going to be pretty short lived because they, they think that uh, net ads are going to go the other way. And go negative in the second quarter, which is always weak uh, year in, year out, because students are returning, snowbirds are going back. Um, but they're trying to, they're continuing to try to change the narrative to focus on uh, broadband ARPU as the metric to focus on. And that did rise four and a half percent. So I think they're pretty happy with the way that's tracking. Um, and then on the mobile side, still a pretty bright spot. Uh, they gained about 355,000 lines in the quarter. So they're up to 5.66 million. Um, and, and some analysts kind of tied into that are starting to argue that maybe cable's uh, mobile business is an underappreciated piece of the business. Um, but it's getting harder to extract all that now that Comcast is starting to build all that into uh, this new reporting segment called connectivity and platform. So it's a little bit harder to, to delineate uh, exactly how mobile is performing on its own. Um, and then uh, Charter is going to be next. So we're going to see how they're, they're tracking. Um, and then we're still keeping tabs on pay TV. It's still pretty ugly. <laughs> uh, Comcast uh, losses jumped uh, pretty high. So they're, they're kind of turning their focus to the platforms stuff with Zumo with the joint venture and and trying to build uh, that piece of the business and, and focus on streaming. So that was kind of the the boil down on Comcast and not to even mention the whole Jeff Shell saga <laughs> that that came up too. But uh, they they kind of said, hey, we've got a deep bench, we're fine. You know, Mike Cavanaugh is going to take it on in the interim basis that role. Um, but there's no, that's an indication that there's no imminent change in leadership coming over at NBCU. So, right. 
Um, yeah, the the wireless segment of these cable companies is is uh, it seems like it's just been growth every single quarter. Um, they haven't really had a had a as far as I can tell, they haven't had a down quarter just yet. Um, it's it's yeah, they it's were close ups. to another quarterly record. I think they were like ten thousand off the last record, but it was a record first quarter for what you know for what what that's worth. So uh, yeah, continuing to. Uh, build. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the the growth story for them right now, because even business services yeah. is growing, but at a much smaller pace. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Mike, uh, what's uh, what's going on uh, in your neck of the woods, or what uh, what types of things are are in your notebook now? Yeah, um, lots of stuff going on this week. Like Jeff said, plenty of earnings, and poor Jeff has been covering them. I think every morning for the past three or four weeks now has been, I don't yeah. know. Uh, and hockey playoffs yeah, don't guys help are on... when the games are over at like <laughs> midnight. Yeah. So, wow. Oh, do we need to send you like a, yeah. I don't know, annual coffee subscription? Yeah, you know, some <laughs> Red Bull or something to start the morning with work. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, why? Why are there so many misspellings? Jeff's just like, <laughs> smashing the keyboard. Stuff. Just all jittery. <laughs> yeah. Got my one of my last ones is T-Mobile. That's this afternoon, uh, so we'll we'll see what they say. But um, I had a I stumbled across uh, coming out of my notebook. Phil is uh, I stumbled across a TechCrunch article about Comscope and how they got hacked. And uh, it was um, uh, so all this information comes out of the out of the TechCrunch article. But Com- or Comscope did uh, confirm all this information. Um, but it sounds like, uh, and Comscope, I mean, it's a big deal for telecom because Comscope is one of the big equipment suppliers for wireless and they, they supply some stuff to the cable and, and fiber guys as well. So they're a, they're a pretty big name in our space of, in terms of us equipment suppliers. And, um, uh, and so they got hacked. It's a ransomware hack. Uh, it's not clear exactly what data they stole, but it looks like, um, you know, information on Comscope products. Uh, as well as information on Comscope employees, including uh, Comscope employee social security numbers, uh, passport numbers, uh, information on their families, like lots of data that you would not want out there, either as a vendor or as just a company with, you know, human beings as employees. So according to the article, uh, Comscope did uh, confirm uh, some of the information, but not all of it. They're not saying a whole lot, uh, but it's, you know, it's certainly, you know, we've had a huge hack into Dish. Uh, we've had security breaches into T-Mobile and um, and some suppliers that work with AT&T and Verizon and, you know, v- vendors like Ubiquity in the past. And so this is a, a fairly, becoming a fairly common thing, but, you yeah. know, it's just a it's another example of like, we, we probably ought to all brush up on our security training. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the technology industry too, it's, it's particularly disturbing because you would think these companies would be more savvy about this stuff than, than most. And we're finding that they're simply not, they're just, you know, just big, uh, amorphous bureaucracies, just like every other big company. Um, the, the, the other weird thing about that too, is that, yeah, it's bad enough when your connectivity provider gets hacked and all your account details or whatever, but it's even more scary when your employer gets hacked because you share things with your employer and then you just assume safety because they tell you to, because that's part of your legal agreement as an employee in the U S especially. I, I do wonder, um, 
you know, not specific to Comcast, but I do wonder when companies uh, are breached like this and information, verifiable information gets out. I wonder if that opens them up to legal trouble from their employees down the down the road. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the FCC has uh, been holding a proceeding about how to handle security breaches and and with a focus on like when should companies you know, disclose that they've been breached and how should they disclose that information? Because there's no real rules around this. And so if a hack does happen, you know, how do Comscope equipment customers find out? How do they know that their equipment is still secure, that they've purchased from Comscope? Or how do the employees know, you know, what what recourse do they have if if their data has been stolen? It's sort of a real squishy area right now. So it makes me really happy that I have a really strong strong password. It's password one two three. Yeah, unbeatable. So I, I feel very safe in yeah. In, in this whole and then yeah, I mean, as long as the PN password is capitalized, I think yeah, you're yeah, good right. to go. Now I followed the recommendations that say you should have a short sentence. So mine is this is my password <laughs> with an exclamation point. So I had a friend in college who used my maiden name as her password because it was so long. <laughs> She's like, no one will guess it. But I was like, actually, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, everyone use Kelsey's maiden name. <laughs> Custer. Uh, let's see. Okay, well, on to uh, other uh, things threatening the universe of. Uh, 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 as we know it, uh, maybe the multiverse. I, I didn't write this, but somebody uh, somebody wrote the flash poll for me and said, "How many times will you watch the new Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy movie?" So that's yeah. our flash poll. Who could have been so that? excited? Uh, <laughs> uh, what? So Nicole will see it a hundred times. Is that a? Is there a one there? <laughs> not, not just a zero. Oh, oh she muted Nicole's herself because she can't handle it. One K. <laughs> 1,000 times. Okay. <laughs> yeah, times? Uh, I'll see that movie as many times as I've uh, gotten acquainted with, who is that, Bane that we talked about last week? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, Nicole, well, this is what, number out. three? I, know. I haven't even seen two, so this I'm is behind. Number th- uh, two is three. Yeah. Okay. Or are we on like eight? Uh, I've lost track. Yeah. yeah. It's confusing because all those characters end up in like other Marvel movies, like different Avengers or. Yeah, Thor. I, they just kind of like pop up and confusing. I'm waiting until awesome. they. What do you they... mean awesome when you say confusing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a comic book Mike coming coming to <laughs> coming to, How to, dare to you defend Marvel's the Marvel honor. Universe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Please forgive me. No, the cartoon <laughs> characters I'm I'm still watching are the uh, I'm still watching all the spring football stuff. So it's a uh, USFL and the XFL and the and the, the leagues of uh, guys looking at clipboards getting upset. That just seems to be my that's that's my zen for now. <laughs> <laughs> when you said cartoon, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I'm still catching up on old episodes of Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, I I do I, I don't even know enough about Thundercats to to finish the joke. So yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of it, but I haven't uh, seen yeah, it. I, I think I'm mostly name. aware of it because the guy in, in somewhere in my past, somebody sat next to me and had a Thundercats lunchbox. So, and that was pretty cool, but I don't remember, uh, I don't remember anything about the cartoon. I don't think I ever watched it. My cat is getting in the way again. I think Lino, <laughs> wasn't he like the head one? And then was She-Ra or was that something else? The I, don't man? I don't I'm know. I don't share yeah. any references with you people. I got nothing. Yeah. 
Nicole didn't have a TV growing up. No, Nicole, maybe we can have a I whole watched podcast. The Elephant Show, Fraggle Rock, Mary oh. Tyler Moore. Fraggle Rock was good. The Elephant Nicole Show. just sat there. My Girl was my favorite movie. She was I think Nicole her, adopted uh, a lot from Fraggle Rock. She's like, I'm just stay in this cave. Exactly. Yeah. She was listening to her, yeah. her Velvet Underground vinyl and smoking Swisher Sweets when she was like eight years old. So. I used to actually hide in the attic and read Flowers in the Attic. Uh, right. Like in, in the cr- crawl space. Well, so a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't uh, have time to talk on about show. that therapy. <laughs> Yeah. Don't well, worry, I've got got a standing appointment for that. Okay, but anyway, if uh, if the weather uh, uh, permits, uh, please get out this weekend. Get out from your crawl spaces and get out into the world. <laughs> that would be a, a nice thing, and I, I think that's a good place to uh, to leave it for now. So we'll wrap this up so Mike can get to the movies. Uh, this will wrap up the edition, the uh, Notebook Dump edition, closing out the week of Friday, April twenty eighth. 2023. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching. Editors, thank you for your help. And we will see you all next time. Bye forever.